don't give up. The more successful you are or the closer you get to achieving that goal, the more naysayers you will find. And I'll be honest, you know what I do? You just cut that shit right out. You're listening to Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries. A community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Blossman. Buckle up for the ride, Femcanics. Femcanics, I want to hear from you. I want to get your feedback, and I want to know what you like or don't like about the podcast. You can leave your feedback by calling 614-636-2240. That's 614-636-2240. And who knows? You may hear yourself on the podcast. Jeanette Desjardins is in the driver's seat today. She's the founder and owner of Car Chicks, the premier motorsports organization for women. She backs this title with over 100,000 followers on Facebook. Her company advertises and promotes women in the motorsports and automotive industry. Get ready to learn how this high school dropout now owns a successful and profitable business. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, Femcanics. This is Jamie B. coming to you, and I have Jeanette Desjardins, one of the coolest last names I've ever had the privilege to properly pronounce, thanks for thanks to your coaching. <laughs> thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, that's like probably the best uh, way anyone's ever pronounced my last name ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I, although if you hadn't coached me, I'm pretty sure I would have slaughtered it. So I appreciate you taking the time to coach me on it. <laughs> I was super excited to get you on here because your backstory is amazing and how you arrived at where you are at today. I was interested because I was watching and tracking on both Instagram and Facebook and just what your company stands for, uh, Card Chicks. But beyond that, I became enamorated by it once you filled out the pre-interview form. It, it blew me away. But you actually dropped out of high school your sophomore year and started homeschooling. During that time, you actually were able to get into a local community college that didn't require a diploma to take I their did. automotive repair course. That's wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I was one of, I think, three women in there, and I was definitely the youngest one in there. It, Mr. S. Mr. S. He was so patient with me. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, you know, looking. Looking back now, now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, I really, you know, I see some of my friends, they have kids and their kids are like sophomores in high school. And I'm like, man, I was such a baby dropping out of school. What was I thinking? You know, um, but it actually, it worked out for the best. And what was interesting about that time is that, I mean, homeschool now is more, I think, acceptable than it was back then. It was more taboo. And I'm about to, well, I'm, just to age myself, I'm about to, turn, about to turn 33 here in a couple of days. So when I dropped out in sophomore year, it was like you had to go around to each one of your teachers and have them sign this pink slip. And each one of my teachers, they, they're they like, you know, what are you doing? You're going to be a statistic. You're going to be in jail. You're going to end up pregnant. You know, just all these awful things. I'm happy to report none of those things ever did happen. Did you ever go back to those teachers just to see how they were doing? You know, I really wanted to, um, but no, I never got the opportunity. And there was uh, the principal at the time, I, I really wanted to make an effort to, um, you know, reach back out to him. But unfortunately, I heard he passed away a couple of years ago. So that's sad. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, when I read that, I'm like, holy mackerel. And, you know, from the pre-recorded bio, uh, folks ha had a, have an opportunity to know a little bit of your background. But why and what drew you to the automotive industry? Because that's, I mean, I didn't, shit, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And you're 15, 16 years old, and here you are in your 30s, still in the same industry that you chose at 15. 
Right. You know, I, I think it was like a mix, uh, a mix of things, you know, one, um, you know, we weren't very well off. I mean, we didn't come from the white picket fence family. Uh, we were actually pretty poor. And it's like, if something broke, you know, mom and dad didn't run out and buy you a new one. It's like, you know, suck it up, kid. You know, you should have, shouldn't have broke it or, you know, you had to fix it or just make do. So that was one thing. Never my dad took me to took me to see like the Fast and Furious movie, not the original one, the new one with Angelina Jolie. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Not that, like, yeah, I was inspired by a movie about them stealing cars. Um, but it was more so about like, Who you know. Who wasn't? Right? <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks, Dad. The Ferraris and, you know, the Shelby Mustangs. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. You know, and I think I was pretty inspired to see that like a woman was doing it. And like, this is a fun fact. My sister was a mechanic. My sister, she's 20 years older than I am. And uh, so at one point, she actually had guardianship over me, you know, and I would kind of like sneak off in the garage to go smoke or something, you know, trying to hide it from them as a teenager. And she'd come in there and she's like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, nothing. She's like, all right, well, cool. Well, stand there and hand me these tools, you know? And so that's what I did. And wow. I think I was 18, 18 or 19. I was working at a Dodge dealership in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she had previously worked there like years before me. So that was kind of interesting too, you know, that we worked at the same place, just, you know, not at the same time. Yeah. Like a decade or so difference. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Wow. If I see her, I'm going to have to say it that way. Not 10 years ago, a decade, because it sounds way longer. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> She's like, I don't know who that Jamie is, but I don't like her. <laughs> Here you are. You're in a community co college. You are in the automotive repair major. So where'd, where'd you go from there? You started school at, at the community college. What happened next? Fortunately, um, just had some issues at home and um, I was like removed from one parent's custody and granted to the other one. And so I ended up moving from Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Chicago, Illinois and to live with my dad. So at this time, I'm like 16. I need to get a job. You know, I need to do something. I can't just be sitting at this place. I don't know anyone out here, blah, blah, blah. The first place that hired me was uh, this place called White Glove, and it was right outside of the Bucktown area. And it's kind of a, a fancier, uh, trendy area now, but it was like a big automotive complex. Like they had a, they had like a quick lube and basic repair center. They had a car wash detailing and body shop. And there's probably like maybe a hundred people that work there. And honestly, they're like maybe like five of them spoke English, you know? So that's where I started working and I worked there for like a year or so. And then I went to another shop. I think I worked at like an auto parts store. I worked at a 24 hour auto parts store and my shift was like from like 10 at night until six in the morning or something. That is the worst oh shift to work. God, that's the, wor the worst. Can you imagine the things that people are coming into the auto parts store asking for at three o'clock in the morning, N drunk, no, hi, whatever, you know? And, and it's like, and it's never like, you know, uh, excuse me, ma'am, I need this part and this is what it is. And this is what it's on. I need this. Okay. Well, what is it? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, what is it off? Well, I don't know. It's red. You know, <laughs> it's like now uh, just out of curiosity, cause I'm sitting there thinking in when I, when I go there, I, I have a 12 year old daughter and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if my daughter was at an auto parts store between the hours that you just literally overnight. Right. And, I mean, let's be honest, there, there's the white collar, and then there's the typical blue collar. Yeah. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. When you go in corporate America, you don't hear the trucker cussing or necessarily the crudeness like you would in a shop. Right. Well, at least not openly. Yeah, it exists in corporate <laughs> America. It's just they do it behind a closed door, and they're not. Right. They're a little more covert about it. Right. It happens. Right? As per my last email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, no, it's not even an email. As per our conversation, which is not documented <laughs> anywhere right. because we don't want it in writing. But I guess I'm thinking, you know, if that's my daughter, like, were you ever, like, scared? Were you there by yourself? 
No, there are other people. Oh, I mean, it. it was like, what was it called? Like a Mary's auto parts store. So it was, I mean, you don't see too many of those around anymore. I'm not sure if they're even still open, but no, there are other people working there and, um, you know, people are always coming in and stuff. So sometimes like going home, you know, um, at the time I, I, it's at some, some points in my life when I was living in Chicago as a teenager, like, you know, I'm sharing a car with my dad and my dad, you know, it's, you know, Hey kid, we live in Chicago, the greatest city in the world, according to him. And so there's public transportation Well, public transportation, you know, late at night kind of sucks, but you know, he wanted me to get the full experience sometimes, you know, or walk, which that kind of sucks too. So um, but no, I can't say I was ever like scared or um, felt threatened or anything like that. I think I, you know, I have heard a couple, you know, horror stories like, you know, from some people, but I never had anything, you know, odd happen to me. That's awesome. So yeah. you're in Chicago and you are working at this parts store. How, how long did you work there? Uh, my parts store career was actually very short lived because I felt, um, like, how do I explain this? Like I was always tomboy. For example, I love playing basketball cause you're always, you're always doing something. It's exciting. And you know, you're not just sitting there, but I hated playing baseball. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Playing baseball. Cause I don't like to sit there and watch. And I kind of felt maybe something similar about the auto parts store versus like a repair shop or a dealership. Um, it was just, it was That's just a too great slow. analogy. Yeah, I don't know, I know what it exactly is. what you're talking about. I mean, I love softball. Don't get me wrong, but that's a great analogy. It is softball or baseball is a little slower, whereas basketball is always something going on. Hands on. Always. Right. High energy, hands on. There's always something happening. It's a little different every day. You know, is there, is it a little more stressful? Yes, absolutely. But it's also more exciting to me. And I'm kind of like a high energy person. Like at one of the, I used to work at a Chevy dealership and they used to call me turbo. And, uh, it actually got me in trouble one time because I was, cause I ended up, so even though I dropped out of high school and I started homeschooling, I ended up graduating the year before my class would have, um, just cause I, I graduated early. I got all the work done. So I ended up starting college early. I ended up leaving Chicago probably about when I was 18 and I moved back to Milwaukee and I ended up going to UWM for business management and marketing. So I would work two days less than the full-time guys. Right. And one day the manager comes in the back and he's like, Hey, I need to talk to the three of you. So it was me and these two guys. We're all about the same age. And he's just like, you know, I'm having a hard time understanding why Jeanette works two days less than the both of you, but she's 30% more productive. Oh shit. <laughs> I, know. I was like, at first I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And then it was just like, oh man, why did he do that? You know, like in front, like with me there, because then it was like these two guys, they didn't talk to me for like two weeks, you know? And it's oh, like, wow. I, didn't, I didn't do anything. Like I'm just doing my work, but it's like one of those things, you know, like, and I've always been a big person about, you know, uh, compliment in public, criticize privately. You know what I mean? And I think maybe, absolutely. I think maybe the manager, like, could have did that in a different way. Yes. Cause it kind of, it kind of triggered this like reinitiation period for me with these two guys when it's like, I, I didn't do anything. I'm not, I'm just doing my job, man. I, I don't know. You bring up a good point. One of the things with the Femcanic Garage podcast is it's about empowering and lessons learned for women, but it, it's also, I find a lot of men have questions too because they want to support women in the industry but they're not a woman and it's like okay how do we do that now men are often told don't do this don't do that but what what if we flip script and say okay here, here's here's what you could do instead and actually give tools and this is a perfect example the example that you just gave without knowing that manager but just thinking the best of everyone initially is one he wanted to bring up the productivity of the other employees, but two, complimenting you as well. Like, hey, she she's a badass here. What I think a lot of men in the industry, what they don't think about is, is that there there is kind of a, I don't want to say hazing, that's not the right word, but like an initiation thing or acceptance just because you're a female. And by doing something like that, it actually starts that all over again. 
Right. You know, obviously as being a woman, I mean, I'm just going to assume that there's always initiation period, no matter what gender. People always want to kind of feel you out. Am I going to be able to work next to this guy? Am I going to like this person? Do they know what they're doing? But it kind of seems like maybe with the woman, like that might like last maybe an extra week or two. Um, I never, I want to say like, I never really had a problem dealing with it just because it's either you knew what you were doing or you didn't. I always, I'm a big believer in like, you know, let your work speak for itself. And my work always spoke for itself. I came in there. I have to battle just showing up, you know, I show up, show up on time. I never called in and I came there to do a job and I got the job done. That thing with that manager, that Chevy dealership definitely kicked off that little initiation period again, but you know, okay. And like, you know, a week or two, those guys were back laughing and joking about, you know, dumb stuff and, um, it was over, but you know, maybe they were a little embarrassed. They didn't want to be criticized, like whether I'm there or not, like he should have had a private conversation with them, I think, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I'm spot on with you. Hey, and if you want to compliment me, I mean, at that time, make a minimum wage. I mean, there's one really good way I could, so, could have suggested. Yeah. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 30 I mean, a 30% raise. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, right. (laughs) You went ahead and went back to college then and got your degree in marketing. I did. What did you do after you got your degree in marketing? So what's funny is that I went to college. My first semester was horrible. Because pretty much I wasn't studying, I was partying. <laughs> Whenever my dad was like, you know, kid, college isn't for everybody. And, you know, I would take a random class here and there. And I took marketing. It was my first A outside of gym class. And I really liked it. So I went on and uh, got like my bachelor's degree. And, and during this time, I started volunteering for a program called Real Street Drags. And this was like, gosh, like, 2006, 2005, 2000, maybe before then, around around then. And uh, it was way before Street Outlaws or anything was even like a glimpse in someone's eye. And so what Real Street Drags was, was a program to encourage kids to not race on the street. It's race at the track. And so I started volunteering for that program. And it was like one Friday a month. And it'd be packed there. It'd be crazy packed. And it was a lot of fun. One time I went there and it was at Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. One time I went there and this like really bad storm, like a tornado was like over there. And so there's nowhere to go. I mean, you're at a drag strip in the middle of the cornfield. Where are you going to go? You know, <laughs> you're going to die in some like crusty Find a bathroom. Ditch. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, I found the next best thing and I went to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you're going to go out and get swept away like some twister stuff, you might as well have a cocktail in hand. Right. I'm picturing like Forrest Gump with Lieutenant Dan when they're going (laughs) through the storm and the plague and the fear. I mean, that's going to be me. If I'm going out, I'm going out, you know. So I went in there. There's there's some old guy in there just kind of talking trash, talking about his cars. He had like a trying to remember what he had he had like wheelies or something and i was like wow that's pretty cool it turns out he's one of the owners of great lake stragway and he offered me a job and I are was like, you kidding me no no and well talk and about so, fate i know so well he offered me a job to bartend okay so i went there and one day i went there and i bartended and i only got to bartend for like a couple hours and he pulls up on the I have to car. ask, I don't mean to interrupt. Do you had at that point have you bartended before? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I had bartended before. Um kind of illegally, but yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> things were a lot things were a lot easier to get away with stuff. You can't do this stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, all the yeah. technology and scanning ids i mean you can't get away with that stuff anymore but yeah i bartended before pulls up on his golf cart he looks like a guy from the sopranos right with a big cigar and stuff and he's all like hey you know get on the golf cart and so i get on the golf cart he takes me to the staging lanes he hands me a walkie-talkie and says pull out the cars and then left like he dropped me off where there's like a couple hundred cars and said pull out the cars and left me there how did you know what to do i don't know (laughs) (laughs) And so I ended up, I ended up working there for five and a half years and uh, I did the staging lanes was my main, was my main deal for like three years. 
and they i ended up leaving the dealership and working for the track full-time because they were open every day except monday so that was my full-time gig after about three years they started transitioning transitioning me to be a starter so i'd literally you know be in between the cars by the tree flipping the switch making sure everyone's safe going down the track you know if anyone blows up or starts on fire you're always like the first one of the first responders uh it was a pretty awesome job five and a half years wow and and i'm just trying to bring myself and the listeners along so at that point how old were you 20s for sure so probably about i left there in 2012 i left there in 2012 so it's probably i don't know where are we eight now like 22 25 26 something like that while you were at the track is when you started car chicks then yes so i started car chicks about 2009 towards the end and i want to say in like december like when we initially started car chicks it was just supposed to be I had this domain name since I was like 15, 16 years old and I bought it on GoDaddy for like six or seven bucks. And initially what I wanted to do with it was open up an all girl garage. And so I didn't have any money to start my own business. So I bought the domain name because I don't know, it seemed like the next best thing to do. So no one sold your name. Right. And so I just kind of sat on it for years and years and years. And after being at Great Lakes Dragway, you know, I started meeting a lot of gals that race cars and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And so I ended up launching like a forum so that the girls and I could stay in touch over winter and just like, you know, talk about our builds, talk about our cars, share pics of our cars, you know, probably talk about guys. I I don't know, just all, you know, just your typical 20 year old stuff. And um, within a few days, it crashed. Like so many people were going to it and registering for it and it was being discovered. And so ended up having to redo the website completely and relaunch it and put it on a a different server that would handle the traffic. And so the, I like to call it car chicks 2.0 was launched like January 10th of 2010. You launched that in December of 2009. Right. And in less than a month it crashed and you had to expand the server. In days. In days, it crashed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't anything fancy. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. And 2.0 was much better. (laughs) (laughs) Version 1.0 was just all white. And it was just like, you know, it kind of reminds me of the AOL dial-up. Like with the little (laughs) yellow guy moving from box one to box two to box three. That's kind of what it looked like. And then... 2.0, 2.0, it was just like that, except it was black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. But I mean, even thinking about that, I mean, I, I launched Femcanic Garage in um, April. I say April. It was like the last day of March. So for all intents and purposes, April of 2019. Now, I've been a serial entrepreneur. This is not my first go around. But that's 10 years doing something I know, is it's crazy. amazing and it's just about you keep showing up and most of these like little companies and even podcasts or websites they come and go right 10 years that is real staying power kudos to you thank you thank you i mean that is a major accomplishment It doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like it's been 10 years, but then like, I'll start, like someone will share something on like, take me to something on Facebook. And I was like, wow, that was us 10 years ago. If I could have that body again. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that sister. (laughs) Carbs affect you a lot differently in your early twenties than they do in your early thirties. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Beer, carbs, you, yeah, all of it. And and I'm sitting here, here we are, and we, at this recording, is almost, not exactly to the day, but almost, your 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's pretty insane. Ha- happy decade to you. Thank you. The decade word again. Man. There it is. I, I did that for you, just for <laughs> you, because awesome. I'd call it the decade. And, and I mean, yeah. That is that is really cool, and that's 
when I found that out, I was I have so much respect for you, and I even told you, hey, can can we talk business sometime? I want to. What I really want to do, Jeanette, is get a mastermind group together. That there is this topic that we love, and that's women in the automotive industry and supporting and inspiring women. But there there needs to be a business mastermind of women that keep these things going and take them to the next level. And that's, uh, I'd love to get a mastermind group of a, f- a few women together where we could, when I say talk shop, it's not specifically working on cars as much as how do we keep these businesses going and taking them to the next level to support women. I like it. I like it. And I told you anytime, especially during the week, about to hit the road again soon. So the weekends are like MIA, but during the week, we're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Looking at the pavement at a different racetrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, when you told me 10 years, I'm like, now that's a woman that I need to, to be in a mastermind because anyone can run a business for a year. But when you're talking 10 years and seeing growth year over year, that's impressive. That is very impressive. And it, it's just, that's the biggest message that I keep hearing over and over in these interviews is women telling other women the biggest secret, the secret sauce, just keep showing up, keeping on, keeping on. I would say keep showing up and support other women. Bring them along. I see, I see it all all the time. Like, you know, we do, um, I'm not going to lie. This wasn't, you know, 10 years, like it wasn't easy. You know, it's still not easy today. You know, (laughs) it's still like every day there's something else, but like, you know, talking about the supporting of, uh, you know, supporting other women being a really key thing to like survival in the industry, I'd like to say is, um, like, you know, we do our annual women in motorsports contest. And I always tell people, I'm like, the girls, the women that are going to win this contest and become members and be featured in our calendar and get all these perks and these bennies and stuff, it's the women that are supporting each other because they're lifting each other up together, literally, like in votes and in exposure and in awareness. And, you know, I mean, it's very, it's very easy for someone to say, you know, I support women in motorsports, but then you don't really do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I definitely think just showing up is half the battle and just, you know, just be true to yourself and who you are and just support other people. I, you know, like you asked, you know, about accomplishments or goals and stuff. And I really can't say, I, you know, I don't even think I even say anything about myself. It's just about the other people. And I think that that really has uh, been a big push in keeping this going. I mean, are there days I want to rip out my hair and, like, yeah, there's been plenty of those days over the last 10 years, but you know, what keeps it going? And it's, you know, seeing the end results, seeing people happy, seeing people, you know, make big uh, movements in, in their careers or in their racing careers, or even just, you know, um, you know, having a woman come and race for us with, with us for the first time. And now she's out racing every other weekend, you know, just making little changes like that and just seeing the impact that um, things have and, you know, we do a lot of uh, breast cancer and different fundraisers event events as well. And just seeing like there's a lot of hard work that goes behind the scenes. The actual day of the event, everyone's like, everyone's like, Jeanette, if you ever need any help, let me know. Well, yeah, man, I need help months before. The day of the event is a piece of cake because, you know, you don't need you don't really need that much help the day of the event. You know, why are we staying up like all these crazy hours and doing all this and pumping the pavement? Well, the end result, look, we're actually making a difference. I have to call. I have to if if you don't mind uh, in your pre-interview form. And and this supports what you just said. What you wrote in there is I I ask all my guests, what is your proudest career accomplishment in the pre-interview form? And what you wrote. And this was another thing when I read that. I'm like, yes, this is this is. You're made of the stuff that masterminds are made of. And this is what you wrote. Seeing the impact that we have made on so many women over the years, from the small things as smiles and networking events where these women have created lifelong friendships to even bigger having two of my female racers debut in the first ever NHRA Car Chicks Grudge Match 
at an NHRA national event, seeing the happiness and the success of them, that's my proudest career accomplishment. It wasn't even you. It's not the fact that you had 10 years, which the majority of any company doesn't last 10 years that started from scratch. But your proudest career accomplishment is other people's accomplishment, just lighting a path for them to go down their own path. That That's that's a woman of class. You are a woman of class. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate that. And like, like, and you never like, I mean, and these are only like some of the things I know about. I mean, I had, I had a woman, uh, last year, you know, she, uh, she ended up going back to school and getting her master's degree. And she has like, you know, got married, has two kids, you know, just trying to do it on her own and stuff. And, um, she sent me an email with a, a picture of her, their diploma saying like, I inspired her to, you know, go back to school. I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know how I inspired her to go back to school, but she's like, she was inspired or felt, you know, influenced or whatnot, which is, which is great. Or another woman that, um, just got into our 2020 car chicks calendar. She said that she was, she was doing a Facebook live and she was like on an elliptical or something. So I tuned in and I was like, looking good, get it girl, you know, just kind of messing around. And she was like, you know, you're the one that inspired me to get on this elliptical and like drop all this weight. And I was like, man, I wish I can inspire myself to do something like that. <laughs> I know, uh, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> But like, and and these are just the ones you know about, you know, like you never know the ripple effects. And this isn't just like with me, this is like for anybody, like any industry, you never know how far your ripples go. That is so true. And again, that's a common message that a lot of the interviews have is, and I remind women that those days that you don't want to wake up and you don't want to keep going. Those are the most important days to keep going. I interviewed um, Shelby. She is from Canada. And Canada A? Canada A, you got it. French-Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> and she said that one of, one of the inspirations was she was literally on a bus riding to school and they were stopped and she saw a woman mechanic. And, and it's... You, to this day, that female mechanic has no idea that she inspired Shelby. Right. All these years later, she'll never know. And that's what I tell all of these women. It's exactly what you're saying, Jeanette, is that you don't know who's watching. You you don't know the women or small girls who are watching you that you don't even know you're having an impact on. And that's why it's so important to keep showing up. Right. Just show up, man. It, it is. It's just about showing up. And, and you mentioned about the calendar. I was watching um, that all go down uh, last year. And I say last year, it's <laughs> beginning on, of 2020, but, um, but last year in 2019 and the whole calendar. And actually, there's a woman here in Columbus, Ohio, that submitted for it, Erica Green. She founded Horsepower Honeys here in Columbus, oh. Ohio, where it's a group of women that get out on the track on a regular basis. It's a community of women. It's a phenomenal community. They get out and they do all women's grudge matches where it's just women. And she really takes it upon herself and has done an amazing job of getting more women included and not to feel inferior where they've had literally minivans. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> where it's, got them too. Yeah, where it's just about getting out there and doing it. It's not about having the fastest car all the time. It's about getting out there and creating a community and connection and dropping some of the fear around it and having some fun. Right. C- clear That's down what... to having power. They had kids in their power wheels doing <laughs> drag racing. It was awesome. Like that is super cool. If if you haven't had a chance to check it out, Jeanette, it's it's horsepower honeys and um they she, Erica Green does a great job. And there there's other women that definitely support her in this and they have a Facebook group. A great group of women and she's mentored me and given me some great insight and feedback. I want to launch the first annual Femcanic Garage uh, car, truck, and motorcycle show this year, and she holds a car show every year in honor of her father that passed away from a brain tumor, and she's wow. just been phenomenal in um, mentoring me, and she 
took over her dad's shop, Vic's auto, uh, auto body shop. Uh, restoration and she's kicking ass she's grown it since she's received it or since it was um, moved over to her and just great people it's just great people gonna have to check that out horsepower honeys and if anyone uh is listening go check it out it's it's a great group of women just great group man there there's so much i am just my my brain's reeling right now because there is so much car chicks has done but what I'd like to do, if you don't mind spending kind of just a little bit of time talking about Car Chicks specifically, what it stands for, what type of activities and focus that you have on it to bring the listeners along that if they know about it or even if they don't know about it, they can learn more about it. Sure. So Car Chicks, it's uh, the premier motorsports organization for women. And what we do is we advertise and promote women in motorsports and the automotive industry. In addition, we travel the country and uh, promoting that mission and host. <clears throat> well, we started off hosting ladies only drag races and uh, I did six of them in 2019, six of them. We did bracket racing, grudge matches, heads up, no prep. I mean, we do it all right. And uh, what I started doing about two years ago is switching it up because 10 years ago, there wasn't a lot of women in motorsports stuff going on. Like it was hard to find content. Um, you didn't really see too much of it. And now 10 years later, it's like, it's everywhere, you know, it's spread like wildfire, which is great. And uh, just, you know, again, I think it further proves um, organizations like car chicks and you know other things that are going on. It shows the uh, effects and that, uh, you know, it is uh, making an impact. Um, so about two years ago, we started doing things like Battle of the Sexes, you know, and we opened it up to our junior, like our, uh, the kids, like we have kids like as young as six racing with us. We have now, like you can have a five-year-old race, but they can't race alongside with anybody. So we have, you know, we opened up any five-year-olds want to come down and get down. Like they're more than welcome to, but right now they're just about six. So really like when I first started, it was to, uh, again, you know, just to talk with, you know, some local gals, but then it transformed into, I wanted to inspire others. Like I wanted to, you know, like, Hey, we're not weird. Like, you know, I'm not weird cause I'm a tomboy. I'm sorry. I'd rather, you know, go lay over there and, you know, help my buddy work on his car, or help my sister work on her car, or go do something car related than, you know, to go play with Barbies or go shopping or go, you know, to a club or something like that. It was just always, you know, everyone. And that's okay. It's okay. That's it's okay. okay. You can still embrace your femininity. Right. And, and it's okay. work on cars. Right. And that's okay. And, you know, at one point when I was like 19, 20, I did, I used to go get my nails done, man. You know, I used to go get my nails done. They wouldn't last very long. You know, and some of the guys at the shop would make fun of me. I'm like, whatever, dude, don't hate. You wish your digits looked as good as mine, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And nowadays, you know, they got like the no chip, you know, so you can get away with that for like a couple of weeks now. But yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being feminine. I'm just not a very, um, it's a rare occasion to see me in a dress. That's all I'm going to say. You don't have to wear a dress to be feminine. You can, you can rock combat boots and a shop shirt. And be feminine and sexy. Yeah, especially the shop shirt. That's sexy. It has sexy written all over it. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm trying to do now is just give, trying to give others a platform and opportunity. And what's, what's kind of been interesting is the last couple of years, people, I mean, they they recognize car chicks as like this big, you know, massive thing. And, you know, just the amount of followers, the data that we got, I mean, all this stuff. And so... For example, just like a month or two ago, like I, I started having people have me like scout scout new drivers for them. Like, you know, they have like professional race cars, like, you know, a professional race car team. And, you know, their their current driver who happens to be a female is kind of like, hey, you know, I'm 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 at that point where I'm about to get married. I want to have some kids, you know, probably in the next couple of years. So now they want to transition another person into there. Like, hey, Jeanette, could you recommend somebody? Okay, what are you guys looking for? We're looking for someone in this location that's about, you know, this person's about the same height as this person that has, you know, X, Y, and Z experience. Okay, great. I have somebody. 
so we've been getting like, you know, reached out for opportunities like that, or there's different like, you know, like TV kind of show things that are kind of like in the works or whatnot, where people contact us because they're looking for talent, you know, so it's kind of transitioned to not just, you know, your average, your average Joe or your average Jan, like, you know, giving her a platform or putting feature in her or, um, inspiring others by her story, it's also become like this big platform of like opportunity because people contact us and then we connect them with somebody. That's amazing. It's weird. I feel like we were joking at PRI about it. We're like, so like, look, Jeanette over here, the agent, <laughs> like <laughs> the manager, right, the recruiting the, agent, <laughs> right, the, the scout. I feel like I should be wearing a hat with some football team on it. You know, <laughs> chicks logo, my little clipboard. Yeah. But I mean, that's, you'd be surprised how a lot of this stuff goes down. And like we were saying earlier, people are always watching, you know, and people are always you know, they're just always watching and you never know who's watching or what they're even watching for. Which is why you just need to show up, be you, don't be anyone but yourself and just keep showing up. Right. You just never know. Ah, oh, I love it. Well, Jeanette, I think it's time to launch into the red line round. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what the red line round is, it's five rapid fire questions. There's no right or wrong answer to it. Whatever pops into your head first is the right answer. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Who or what has been your inspiration throughout your journey in the industry? My grandmother. Ooh, tell me a little more about that. French Canadian, came from Canada, the good side of Canada, as they say. <laughs> Uh, French speaking side from Montreal, Joliet. Uh, she came in through Maine. She had like a couple bucks in her pocket, like literally like seven or eight dollars. Got on a train, came to Chicago, and got a job waitressing and um, just super broke, no money. Somehow managed to serve enough tables to pay for her way through college, and she ended up starting the largest organization for children and adults with disabilities in Chicago. And it actually what? is still, yeah, it actually still is. And it's huge. It's downtown. It's like in the, like in a main, like, you know, not a cheap area to have a business or an organization anyway. And she actually did not shut it down when she retired years ago. She actually gave the reins to somebody else to keep it going. And she is, I believe, 89 years old right now. So. Wow. That's pretty inspiring. What, what is grandma's name? Charlotte. Well, Charlotte sounds like one inspiring woman. Yeah, she's a little stubborn French lady, I tell you what. But, she's, <laughs> uh, she's, you know, we don't see eye to eye on some things. But, you know, she's that's an inspiring story. And it's it's just more, more um, you know, you could do anything you want to do. You just have to get off your ass and do it. You know, you got to. Put in the work, put in the time. Wow. Like, how bad do you want something? And she wanted it that bad, you know, and she did it. And she, you know, made a career and living and helping other people, which is pretty, pretty cool. Wow. That is a really cool story. Where do you go or what resources do you use when you want to learn something new or you get stuck? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> is there any YouTubers or channels or anything that you recommend specifically? Um, no, not necessarily. It just depends. I'm a pretty resourceful person. Like I'll, I'll Google and I'll do YouTube and just, um, I've always kind of been like a problem solver and a builder, like meaning like, like always been good with like with building stuff with my hands and being resourceful and figuring, figuring it out. Um, like with what you got got to make it happen with what you got so um but yeah some of this fancier stuff nowadays gotta gotta youtube it right on and calculus hey kids you guys are in school calculus sucks i took calculus one and two and i kept i remember arguing with my counselor i'm like hey i'm not going to school to be a rocket scientist i'm going to be <laughs> i'm gonna own you know my i have my own business marketing and i i don't think i ever would have got through calculus if it wasn't for youtube so, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, Jeanette, you are full time 
owner and working full-time on Car Chicks now, what excites you most about what you do? The people, the different people you get to meet and the different stories. Everyone's got a story, you know, and um, uh, traveling. I mean, I did, we did 37 events last year and that's like in our season really didn't really, our travel season part of it didn't really kick off until May. And I'm actually about to leave here in uh, on the 18th and I'll be gone a month. I'm going to go down south and be on the road for a month. And so the travel aspect's pretty cool. Um, and one of the things that I do, like I make, I make sure to do, and I think other people should do this too, is that, you know, when you're at your like local, not even just the racetrack, but like when I'm at the racetrack, I always make friends with the old timers. You know, the guys are, you know, 70s, 80s, or maybe even older. They have seen it all and they've seen it all 10 times around. And they have so much history and knowledge and stories. And if you just sit there and just listen, just listen, it's amazing. And a lot of times, a lot of these people, all they want is just for someone to listen. That's always fun, especially when you hear these stories. Back before John Force was famous, that, you know, that guy, he did this, (laughs) like, (laughs) <laughs> like he spreading did. the dirt yeah spreading the dirt you know and did you know like uh i was uh i was at sema and i was working a booth at sema with big daddy don garlitz i got to sit next to the man for a week some of the stuff that would come out of that man's mouth and he was like back in 1942 i took linda vaughn to the movies and i'm like you did what <laughs> he's like and then he was like and then he's telling me the story he's like you know how old she is right and I was like, no, Don, I have no idea how old she is. He's like, well, if I was smooching Linda Vaughn back in 1942. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got this on video. It is hilarious. I, oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, just, I just, so agree with you. Yeah, just sit and, like, just listen. And the stories that you're going to hear, you're not – It's they didn't have the technology that we had today back then. There's no record of it on Snapchat or YouTube. You know, there's no like screenshots, you know, there's probably isn't even any pictures. Like just listen, you know, just listen. That's all I can say. Ah, I love it. What is a personal habit or practice that has helped you significantly in this industry when you feel stuck, unsupported or just discouraged? (laughs) um the answer is not drink alcohol (laughs) even though that's the first thing that popped in your head (laughs) (laughs) it's just sometimes you just gotta like you can't dwell on stuff man and sometimes you just gotta take a break and just walk away like go go like just walk away from the computer, just go for a walk outside, go for a drive, you know, listen to music. I can't stress that enough. Music, music's always been a really good escape. Um, I like to listen to, I should have said this earlier. I like to listen to other people that are trying to like, just spread the positivity thing. Like Gary V sometimes I'm feeling down and I know I like, I, I have to keep on working in my office out there on YouTube and go to Gary V because Gary V is always, you know, just trying to be positive about stuff. So I like listening to that yeah, and alcohol helps sometimes. <laughs> Wait, what's your cocktail of choice? Oh, cocktail. I like strawberry blended margaritas. Otherwise I'm more of a beer drinker. Oh, right on. Like craft yeah. beers or just a good no. old domestic? No, like a good old Miller light, Bud light. That's that's good. Um, I have been getting a little fancy the last couple of weeks. I have had Corona in a bottle with a lime. What? I know. <laughs> I know. And I feel thinner. I don't know what it is. I feel thinner. I think it's just all in my head. I feel light as a feather now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, Jeanette, what is your parting advice to other femcanics finding their way in the skilled trades in motorsports industry? Just don't give up, man. And if it's something, you know, it's something that you want to do and you're passionate about, whether it's something, you know, in the automotive industry or motorsports, like just, just don't give up and, um, don't let somebody like write the pen, like write your story, you know, write your own story, hold your own pen. Um, there's going to be like, I've, it seems like the, 
more successful you are or the closer you get to achieving that goal that you've always wanted to achieve, um, the more like maybe naysayers you will find. And I'll be honest, you know what I do? You just cut that shit right out. Like toxic, toxic is toxic, whether it's friends, family, whatever. I just, just don't have time for it. Just cut it out and surround yourself around other people with that are positive. Um, other people that maybe have similar goals and maybe it's not like, you know, similar goals in the industry, but just having a goal in general, like they, they're not content, you know, they want to move forward and they want to succeed. Be with some people that are motivating, you know, you kind of like how they say you are what you eat. You're, you are who you surround yourself with. So I'm sorry that I, I love that quote in just about every time my mind goes in the gutter. (laughs) <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had you said it and i have to be honest i had a very immature moment <laughs> that's the best thing i heard all day <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that that well if your children are listening you can have them cover their <laughs> This one will be labeled explicit, but uh, that's not because of you, Jeanette. That's because of me. Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) Oh, boy. Podcasts are great. I never laugh this hard like when it's like like regular, you know, like in your face. For some reason, the podcast, man, this one, your pod, like I'm laughing over here. I'm all right in the face. I almost choked on my water over. <laughs> well, that's what I tell people. I, even in the I pre-interview, I, I I I told you this. I said I'm I'm legitimately just having an organic conversation with you. I like it, and that's just the goal of it. And through the story, through your story. So, Jeanette, where and how can people connect with you and Car Chicks? Sure. So you can go to carchicks.com. That's C-A-R-C-H-I-X.com or carchicks spelled the right way. Uh, that would make me happy. We spent a lot of money on that domain name about eight years ago. Uh, <laughs> we are on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Our, we're going to be popping out a lot of video content coming up in the next month or so. So stay tuned to our YouTube channel for that. And um, that's it. Google it, man. Car chicks, you'll see us. Awesome. And man, Jeanette, thank you so much for being in the driver's seat today. I, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> our conversation and getting some laughs in. Oh, absolutely. Just just like God take the wheel, man. I, I, oh. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> thank oh, you man. so much, Jay. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure being on here. Thanks for the laughs. My uh, my cheeks hurt right now. This was <laughs> My pleasure. I'm Jeanette Desjardins. I own Heart Chicks. And I'm a femme mechanic. Patrice Banks is in the driver's seat next. She is the founder and owner of the popular and nationally recognized Girls Auto Clinic. She's an author, public speaker, and of course, a mechanic. You will not want to miss this episode as Patrice keeps it real. Until next time, femmechanics. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website, femcanicgarage.com, for swag and the transcribes for each episode. If you want to help grow this community, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a femme mechanic?